Okay, here we are, everybody, wrapping up the day here, the second day at the Beaver Creek Precious Metal Summit with an old friend, continuing friend of the podcast, Mr. Dave Cole. He is the CEO of EMX Royalty, no stranger to this podcast. They do trade on the NYSE American and the TSX Venture with EMX. Uh, Dave, we're back here in your backyard. I love this time of year when everybody comes to us. Oh, my gosh, it's fantastic. (laughs) Favorite show of the year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Colors are starting to come in and just a little bit of rain today. It was. It, we'll take it. We, we need the rain. Uh, let's get down to business here because there's a couple of news items that we need to hammer out with some conversation here. Um, latest news uh, late last week, actually, initial production royalty payments from the Getakepi mine in Turkey. This is coming uh, on that oxide 10% NSR. That is correct. Goodness yes, gracious. it is. $1.8 million. Yeah, we're very pleased that's uh, come in on time, and we're delighted to see the money come into the bank. How long do you feel this could be drawn out in quarterly payments? So the uh, the payments are not quarterly. They're going to be as gold shipments are made. Oh, okay. Okay, and um, we feel that the mine life there, um, as reported, is likely to be close to five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, as they wind down the oxide, they will be winding up the sulfide, and the sulfide circuit pays us a 2% royalty, uh, expected near-decade mine life from the sulfide if they don't find more. Okay. All right. So little, a lot of runway here Yes. this project. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. What, what, what else is coming down the pipeline? You know, Because I think the last time you and I chatted was maybe in the spring. Um, and there was a number of key catalysts that you had communicated that were really going to be transformational for EMX. Um, you know, uh, Casarones continues to do pretty well. You've obviously increased the uh, royalty on that. Uh, give us kind of a rundown of what we're seeing from that asset. Well, delighted to see that they increased the mine life there to 28 years at 350 copper. We're expecting about seven, seven and a half million USD after paying Chilean tax. Uh, they can be repatriated to Canada. Uh, from our 0.7335% effective royalty at Castroni's, it, it's akin to having a 30-year bond that pays in pounds of copper, Trevor, and, and we're just delighted to be long, mm-hmm. long-lived long copper assets, a fantastic uh, uh, asset to have in our portfolio, and, and very pleased that we were able to purchase the last tranche of that uh, royalty with Franco Nevada. Where else are you looking right now? What's the focus on that, that pipeline of projects? So um, our organic business continues to march along like a Swiss watch. Uh, we generate assets and sell them and keep royalties. One of the key ones within that that, that you know that I like is the cobalt discovery we have in Queensland. Mm-hmm. Um, we've made a small press release about that. Uh, we, uh, you know, I think there's a very good chance you'll you'll hear more about that asset as we go. We stumbled across this high-grade cobalt mineralization that we've now delineated for kilometers, and uh, you know we'll put a drill rig on that and see what it looks like. Uh, that, that's a very interesting asset uh, within the portfolio, and then, but coming back to this evolving cash flow for EMX, you know, we're really at the at the precipice here of of becoming a cash cow. Instead of a royalty generator, we're the cash generator. And the uh, um, Bali has uh, started paying. Uh, delighted to see Balia paying. Uh, that's a 4% uncapped royalty on a lead zinc silver deposit in western Turkey that has a lot of legs. 
people have heard me talk about that royalty and that property for many years. Uh, some people might say I'm the boy that cried wolf with respect to that asset. Um, it's it's coming into full-scale commercial production, and we're very, very delighted to have that one adding to uh, the monies that are coming in. Leeville's doing great with $2.5 million a year coming in from from the mine on the Carlin Trend operated by Nevada Gold Mines. That's a key asset within the portfolio now, and um, uh, it's been on an uptick recently. We, we've seen the discovery holes that have been announced uh, furthering the resources and the reserves within the royalty footprint for years, and it's great now to see the increase in actual payments coming in. Uh, you did have news out. You actually acquired a new royalty portfolio of uh, projects in Nevada from Nevada Exploration. Uh, I believe that was a half million dollar deal here. Talk to us about uh, why the purchase of this uh, of this package. You know, what did you see that made you write the check? Yeah, six, 62, almost 63 square miles of mineral rights in Nevada with copious gold anomalies throughout those uh, claims. The company Nevada Exploration was in a tough spot uh, financially, and we were able to pick up a 2% royalty for half a million dollars. We think that was just an incredibly astute allocation of capital. Very, very pleased, and and you know we like to be patient and wait for the value opportunities to show themselves. This is a good example. Any equity position in that, or just straight out purchase? It was just a straight purchase of the royalty on all the claims that they owned in the state. Okay. I do want to ask you about uh, a little bit about this, your strategic investment positions and number of, you know, when you do, when you option some of these properties off, you'll take equity positions and companies. I, I have noticed in the filings, uh, one one company you had a position on that actually was, uh, I don't know if you completely liquidated, but there was a lot of selling. And I don't want to necessarily ask you typically about you know, that specific one, but I guess kind of curious about the EMX model of when you sell some of those uh, share positions that you own. Yeah, we have about a $20 million portfolio, um, USD, and, and we manage that portfolio for the betterment of, of EMX. Um, we have the value that we want to be the partner of choice, and, and we're delighted when we get equity in companies that we do business with. I'll say that there are some companies that we buy shares uh, in at any given time, and some that we simply just hold our position, and others that we feel it's appropriate to distribute. Um, and uh, but we're you know always doing that with a keen eye towards uh, uh, the primary goal, which is the betterment of the of the projects themselves. Okay. What's the status of the royalty space right now? Well, it's very competitive as it has been for years. Yeah. I expect it to stay that way. Uh, buying royalties is a tough business; has been for a long time. People know that royalties are phenomenal financial instruments, and so. It, you know, it's a seller's market. I imagine that likely to stay that way. Um, thankfully, we have the generative side of our business, so we can continue to generate royalties by selling projects on to an industry that's hungry for discovery opportunities. And, and we can rely upon that to grow our portfolio uh, whilst we're waiting for the, the value-add op- opportunities to buy royalties such as the one we just did with Nevada Explorations. What is your biggest challenge right now in this very volatile market we're in? The, um, I think our, our biggest challenge is to, is to communicate the strong cash flow that we have coming in from that portfolio to the market, and so they really truly digest that. 
given the fact that some of our counterparties are not public companies that file in Canada. So there's not 43-101 compliant resources and reserves out there on those assets. Doesn't mean they're not great assets. Doesn't mean the companies aren't doing a fantastic job at advancing those. But it's less transparent to the market because of the lack of 43-101 documents on some of those projects. Uh, and one of those would be TMOC. Uh, and there certainly is a cloud over our stock because of the potential for the TMOC royalty to be disputed. Um, I'm happy to report that, that our conversation with Xinjiang has been quite amicable, and I'm expecting a resolution to be announced uh, within a month or so. Oh, okay, very good. Uh, that, that It has been a little bit of a, uh, you know, a dark cloud. Uh, but it's also a lot of it, you know, are you watching the metals prices here with these paying royalties? Um, how are you kind of watching this macro backdrop? It's a stagflation environment. It's fascinating, yeah. yeah it, it is an incredible time. So, you know, I, I can't help but to be a little bit bearish short term. Um, uh, it's going to be curious to see how the energy situation in Europe pans out over the winter. Uh, there's going to be ripple effects because of economic slowdown in Germany, for example. I think there's going to be pressure on commodity prices uh, in the forthcoming quarters. But long term, you can't help but to be robustly bullish. Uh, you know, California passed the no ice mobile law by 20. 35, and, and uh, that has people in the mining industry looking at each other going, well, where's all that nickel going to come from? Where's all that copper going to come from? Where's all that cobalt and lithium going to come from? The, uh, the, the broad demand increase that's likely over the forthcoming decades across the periodic table is noteworthy. So I guess I could summarize that by saying I'm a short-term bear and a long-term ball on the metal prices. Uh what is coming down the pipeline from EMX? I mean, you talked about TMOC. We're going to be watching that one closely, awaiting that. You should, news. yeah. Um, well, what else is kind of coming down the coming down the pipeline? Do you want people to watch out here with EMX? Well, this transformation that we're going through, uh, going from a junior company that's been building a royalty portfolio, through all the different mechanisms that we execute to be able to do that, to a mid-tier company with strong cash flow, and that will. Uh, facilitate a relationship with a senior bank, which will reduce our cost of capital and and you know a, a healthy, progressive maturing of the company. Business as usual. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just moving it ahead and and you know the the prospecting side of our business uh, can really make hay during downturns in capital markets mm -hmm. because there's a lot of ground available. And we've done a good job in past downturns at, at acquiring some key assets inexpensively or if, if it wasn't even open ground uh, during downturns. Uh, I think it's likely we'll do that again. Okay, we'll be watching that. Dave, thanks so much for your time. My pleasure, Trevor. Always enjoy talking to you. It's Dave Cole from EMX Royalty. They trade on the TSX Venture and the NYSE American with the symbol EMX. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.